We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. Over 300,000 people sign a petition demanding an inquiry into the Biden family corruption. And Joe Biden's director of Homeland Security denies Cubans the right to enter the United States. I'm just curious about all those evangelicals for Biden who were all about open borders and a man of integrity in the White House. What say you now? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's Rebellion. Today's topic is Evangelicals for Biden. I'm going to discuss this group of people who are all about standing with Joe Biden and the Democratic Party in the last presidential election. They were very self-righteous and very smug and very condemning and judgmental and intolerant and exclusive of anyone who disagreed with them who claimed to be a Christian. They claimed that the Christian thing to do was to stand with Joe Biden and the Democratic Party and to stand against the orange man. Orange man bad. Anybody who supported Donald Trump was a hypocrite. Anybody who stood with the Republican Party was an extremist, a nationalist, a Christian nationalist, and that was all bad. They said that immigration was really important. They told you over and over again that, well, Jesus was an immigrant. He was an illegal immigrant. He left Israel with his mom and entered into Egypt as a sojourner, as an immigrant. And because that example is in scripture, then we should do likewise for all immigrants wanting to enter the United States. They lied to you about that because that's not the truth of Scripture. That's not the truth of the Bible. Jesus was not an illegal immigrant. There's no evidence that Jesus entered Egypt illegally. None. Zero. And there's no evidence that he left Egypt and entered back into Israel illegally. Zero. None. But that aside, we could talk about that on another show. And in fact, I have addressed it in earlier shows, how the word immigrant in scripture can be interpreted at least three different ways, and only one of those ways would be illegal. The other ways would be legal immigration, and I don't know one conservative, one Republican, I don't know one constitutionalist who believes that we should deny people the right to enter the United States legally. That's the issue here. But our smug evangelicals for Biden stood for illegal immigration, and they claimed that anybody like myself and like you who believed that we should preserve and guard our national borders, and if we don't, we have no nation, that somehow you're evil and that you're an extremist and that you are a hateful human being. Bad man orange. 
You guys are Trumpers. You need to be silenced. You need to be shunned. Well, today we've got a couple stories. And I'm just curious, for those that might be listening, if you are an evangelical for Biden, what say you now? Hmm. You claimed you had a man of integrity in the White House. In fact, I had a former professor of mine who posted immediately after the election, finally, finally, we have a man of integrity in the White House. And I responded to that and I said, what a stupid statement. What a foolish, shallow statement to say we have a man of integrity in the White House. Your bad man orange syndrome has got the best of you. You can't think your way out of a paper bag right now if you think we have a man of integrity in the White House. Well, for all of you who agree with this former professor of mine, what say you now? For you pro-Biden evangelicals, what say you now with regard to the state of affairs in our country? How do you respond to the fact that we are denying Cubans the right to enter our southern borders, as well as Haitians? What do you have to say about the fact that we've gone to the radical extreme when it comes to abortion? How about the LGBTQIASJWBLM alphabet soup of neo-Marxism? What's your response to that? If you think that conservatives who supported the Constitution are extremists. What do you have to say about these extreme views, views that are tearing our country asunder? I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Let's take a break and acknowledge our sponsors. And when we get back, I'll talk about these stories that shine a light on the hypocrisy of evangelicals for Biden. Welcome back to the rebellion. I want to share a couple stories here. And uh, what do we want here? The first one is, uh, headline is, over 300,000 people demand inquiry into Biden family corruption. Now, I want you to take note, it's the Biden family, not just Hunter Biden, it's the Biden family corruption that's in play here. You can't just lay this on this wayward child, this prodigal son of Hunter Biden. You can't do that because it's evident right now that Joe Biden, President Biden, the Biden family is involved in this corruption. Over 300,000 have signed a petition from one of Washington, D.C.'s top watchdogs demanding that a special counsel be appointed to investigate allegations that President Joe Biden and family members, notably, notably uh, the budding artist and son, Hunter Biden, have profited off of public service. Okay, we've got 300,000 plus who've signed a petition demanding an inquiry into this. Now, Ask yourself this, if President Trump's family would have demonstrated any evidence of such corruption, would the left have lost their minds? Would the evangelicals for Biden have screamed to the high heavens that Christians of all stripes need to stand against the corruption of the Trump family, 
This is bad, so bad, so evil, so wrong, so unbiblical. We have to stand against it as Christians in unity against the big bad Trump family. Would you have heard that cry from every corner of the church, of the woke church, the church of evangelicals for Biden? Yes, you would have. You know that. You know the answer. Would you have been accused of being a white supremacist, a radical, an extremist, if you would have stood and said, wait a second, uh, I support the Trump family. We need to be patient and see if this stuff is true. Yeah, you know what the answer would have been. But right now, you've got evidence, abundant evidence, that demonstrates that the Biden family is corrupt. And you've got 300,000 people signing a petition asking for an inquiry into it. And what do you hear out of the evangelicals for Biden right now? Uh, nothing. Nothing. Crickets. Silence. Nothing. So does that cause you to ask yourself a question? Were they really all that serious about having a man of integrity in the White House? Hmm. Were they serious about that? More from this story. 309,229 people have signed a petition on change.org. And they want to ask questions about the Biden family specifically Hunter Biden and his father allegedly profiting in China and Ukraine. Here's what Tom Fenton of Judicial Watch said. There is plenty of substantial evidence from documents and witnesses, witness statements, that the Biden family, including President Joe Biden, may have been involved in criminal activity involving, among other issues, foreign entities tied to the Ukraine and China. Fenton goes on and says this, Hunter has acknowledged that he is the target of an FBI criminal investigation, and he's on to his next corrupt enterprise. And you know what that is? Have you have you heard this story? It's secretly selling his ink blow, that's what they're called, ink blow paintings in a scheme concocted by the Biden White House. A special counsel needs to be appointed immediately because the Biden Justice Department is conflicted in investigating any matter that could implicate President Biden and his immediate family. These ink blow paintings are getting as much as $500,000. And the White House is covering up the buyers. They're keeping them anonymous so that you can't find out who paid that much money for these childish ink blow paintings that are worthless. Does this stink to the high heavens to you? It should. But where are the evangelical Bidens? What are they saying about this? Lack of integrity. Because they were so happy that they won. And they got their man of integrity in the White House. All of you Pro-Biden evangelicals, what say you now? What do you have to say to those of us who voted for the Constitution?
for covenantal leadership rather than hierarchical control. What do you have to say to us now about your integrity, your concern for having a man of integrity in the White House, for focusing on a king rather rather than the Constitution? I'm just curious. What do you have to say about all of this now? What do you have to say about the fact that we now have a government that thinks it can tell us how to live our daily lives? A government that thinks it has the right to tell us to put a piece of paper or cloth over our face if we want to engage in commerce, if we want to go to church, if we want to take a jog in the park. What do you think about the fact that the same government is now telling us that we have to support abortion with our tax dollars? What do you think about what I would call rather extreme views of telling men and women that they aren't biological facts and that they are just social constructs? What about supporting a neo-Marxist movement called Black Lives Matter? which specifically calls for the queering of the nuclear family. Is that extreme? Is that biblical? Are these things you care about when you go to the voting booth? I'm just curious, evangelicals for Biden, do you even care that we are going to have people actually coming to our front doors, intruding into our privacy and telling us that, We must get a vaccination that hasn't been approved by the FDA yet, that you must be a lab rat and engage in this experiment, whether you like it or not, that you have to fund abortions with your tax dollars, that you must start using the bathroom this way. You've got to let dysphoric men use the woman's bathroom that you have to take a female scholarship away and give it to a delusional male who wants to pretend he's a female. I'm sorry that I was concerned about all of these things, all of these extreme views, because you were right. You were right. Orange man bad. We've got a man of integrity in the White House right now who's under investigation, or at least should be under investigation, for colluding with his son in illegal financial enterprise, an ill-gotten gain in the Ukraine and China, and who now is selling these joke paintings for $500,000 and you won't even tell us who's buying them. You're keeping the buyers anonymous. A man of integrity in the White House. Oh, but that issue of borders, that issue of being kind and loving to the sojourner and the immigrant, well, yeah, yeah, I guess that's that was worth it. That was worth your vote, wasn't it? Well, the Biden director of Homeland Security is now telling Cubans who are trying to flee the oppression of communism that they can just stay home. You will not enter the United States, quote, unquote. This is from the Daily Wire. July 14th, 2021, the Biden Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas responded to the ongoing crisis in Cuba by saying that any Cubans that attempt maritime migration to the United States will not be allowed into the country. Did you hear that? 
He went on to say this, the Coast Guard, along with our state and local and federal partners, are monitoring irregular maritime migration in the Florida Straits, including unpermitted vessels and departures from Florida to Cuba and vice versa. And then he concluded by saying this, allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. <laughs> Jeez. Can you imagine if anybody in the Trump administration would have said that? There would have been weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth over the heartless, evil Trump regime. Mayorkas went on to say this, if individuals make, establish a well-founded fear of persecution or torture, they are referred to third countries for resettlement. Not the United States. Isn't that interesting? Third countries. We're not letting them in. In fact, he said this, they will not enter the United States. Close quote. Now, I want you to remember what's going on here. These comments, these remarks come as Cubans were taking to the streets and demonstrating in a weekend of protest about their impover impoverished excuse me, conditions on the communist island of Cuba. And they were protesting their lack of freedom under a communist regime. Some of them were pro-freedom protesters. They were chanting liberty and freedom. Some were waving, oh, shame for shame, an American flag. And Mayorkas and the Biden administration is telling them to go pound sand. They will not let them in the United States. Now, you're aware of this, but I'll just point out an interesting sidebar. Cubans, because they've had to suffer the oppression of communism, they know what it's like, they understand what it means to live under a regime, a government that takes freedom away rather than guards human liberty. They understand it. So you know what they do when they enter the United States? They disproportionately vote Republican. Do you think maybe, just maybe, that's one reason why the Biden administration is denying them entry into the United States? Hmm. Coincidence? So, again, I'd like to ask my friends, my evangelicals for Biden, those Christians out there who voted for the Biden administration, the Biden regime, in all of this top-down imposition of government telling you how to live. What say you now about immigration? What say you now about integrity and corruption? I'm just curious. <laughs> well, here's what some other people have said about this. Donald Trump Jr., the director of Homeland Security, does not want legitimate asylum seekers fleeing Cuba to come to the United States, despite 
his family having done just that. Apparently, he only wants people pretending to need asylum because those people will still vote for socialist Democrats. Dana Lash says this, the administration should just come out and say that they'll only allow people into the United States who don't vote Republican. Here's another comment. This is what happens when you know refugees will vote Republican. John Cardillo said this, they ban those fleeing communism and dictatorships because they know how they'll vote. Spoiler, it won't be for Democrats. Brian Dean Wright says this, the difference in how Biden treats illegals from Central America versus Cuba is astonishing and predictable. The former is his base. The later is not. Buck Sexton says this, Cubans fleeing oppression and murder by their own government right now are the definition of legitimate asylum seekers. But Democrats, all of the sudden, and evangelicals for Biden, you're among that group, are anti-asylum because a lot of Cubans vote Republican. Ben Shapiro, the new rule is that only refugees, is that only refugees, the Democrats presume will vote Republican, will be turned away. That's where we are right now. Sound like integrity? Sound like compassion? Sound like caring for the sojourners and the immigrant among you? Sound like, you know, a sanctuary city should be set up or sanctuary churches should be set up to take care of these people? Well, apparently not. Your sanctuary movement is only for those who agree with you politically. And I'm the extremist? Huh. Huh. Just curious. Oh, and here's one. You know, Joe Biden, well, he'll bring unity. Donald Trump was so divisive. He was dividing the country, and we've got to come together. We've got to come together because we, we just have to give everybody a great big group hug. We've got to sing kumbaya and come together and agree rather than disagree about everything. We've got to start being inclusive and we've got to be unified and Joe Biden will do that. Here's a survey out. Headline put out July 16th, 2021. Two thirds of Republicans in the South want to secede. Oh, well, that's because they're rednecks. But nearly half, nearly half, of West Coast Democrats are ready to break away from the union too. Huh, so I guess it's not just a Republican thing. I guess the divisive spirit and the attitude of, you know, screw them, we just want to have our own country. We don't want to be part of this nonsense anymore. I guess it's not just from the red states. Apparently the blue states are all about this too. This poll was released last week and it highlights the growing divide in the United States. Two-thirds of Republicans in the South and nearly half of Democrats on the West Coast want to secede from the Union. The poll was done by Brightline Watch, a self-described initiative to monitor the democratic practices in the United States and call attention to threats to American democracy. And 
YouGov conducted a survey. 2,600 people, adults, between June 26th and July 2nd were polled. And for the poll, participants were presented with a hypothetical separation of the United States into five regions. And respondents were asked, would you support or oppose your state seceding from the United States to join a new union with the list of the new five states? Okay, listen to the data here. The region and political affiliation most welcoming seceding from the United States were Republicans from the South. And again, if you're listening, you say, oh, there it is. They're the rednecks. They want to just take their ball and go home. They can't get along with others. They're not going to get a star in their little report card. They won't get a nice gold star for being cooperative. All right. 66% of Republicans said that they want to break off into a new country, Republicans from the South. But listen to this. Half of the independent voters in this poll were also ready to form a new country. Half of the independent voters. And the poll also found that 47% of Democrats in the Pacific region, including California, Washington, Oregon, Hawaii, and Alaska, were ready to break away and form a new union. The, the survey said that 43% of independents were ready to secede in the heartland region. The heartland, 43%. Approaching half of the people in Michigan, Ohio, West Virginia, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, South Dakota, North Dakota, Kansas, and Nebraska. 43% of independents, not Republicans. And in the mountain region, which would include Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, 43% of Republicans and 35% of independents want to secede from the United States. In the Northeast, the Northeast, this is interesting. The lowest percentages are up there in the Northeast. 39% of Democrats, 33% of independents, and 26% of Republicans were ready to break away from the Union. The Northeast would include Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, and the District of Columbia. So what's this all tell you? What's this all tell you? Well, here's my conclusion. Uh, maybe an ex it's an extremist conclusion. I don't know. <laughs> It tells me that Biden, and vowing that he would bring unity to the, to the country, and you voting for him because that's what you thought he would do, is a joke. Americans are more divided today than they've ever been. They Statistically, this is a fact. This is not hyperbole. This is not just my opinion. They are more divided today than they are on the day Biden was elected to office. Brightline Watch asked the same question to Americans between January 28th and February 8th, 2021. And in the six months since that last survey, support for secession rose in every region and among nearly every partisan group. In the previous poll, there were only 50% of Republicans in the South. And it's gone up to 66. 
Support among Republicans in the Mountain region increased as well by 7 points, from 36% to 43%. And Brightline reports this. Among Democrats in the West, a near majority of 47%, up 6 points. It's gone up 6 points among Democrats in the West to support secession. It's up 5 points in the Northeast. It's up nine points among independents in the heartland. The broad and increasing willingness of respondents to embrace these alternatives is a cause for concern. I could go on and on, but I don't have time. Here's my point. If you're an evangelical for Biden and you celebrated a man of integrity in the White House, if you're somebody who believed in open borders and immigration and helping the sojourner, if you believed in unity, then be a person of integrity and acknowledge you were wrong. You were wrong. And doing otherwise might just make you the extremist rather than those who disagree with you. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.